Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1747 of EO Fire, where I interview entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. Check out our free podcasting course so you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast at freepodcastcourse.com. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Todd Tresseter. Todd, are you prepared to ignite? I'm prepared, John. Yes. Todd is a serial entrepreneur since childhood who, quote unquote, retired at age 35 well over 20 years ago. He teaches his unconventional views on achieving financial independence, all based on math and proven research at financialmentor.com. He's the author of five personal finance books and has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Investor's Business Daily, Forbes, and many more. Todd, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. I ran a hedge fund for 12 years, built wealth in the hedge fund, and then quote unquote retired and really kind of screwed up my life a lot. You know, I thought that it was all about achieving financial freedom and I realized that that's not what a fulfilling life is about, that uh, I'd pursued kind of a myth. I call it the millionaire myth now in my coaching. Um, current turn back. I really have a passion for financial independence and for personal finance. And so I built a coaching business around it. Um, and that's where I'm at today. I'm now putting Todd in a box. So I've taken the knowledge I built through coaching and I'm productizing it. Todd in a box. I love that. And you know, it really is too bad that a lot of people find that out too late in life talk because most people don't make it to that financial status when they're 35 years old. Usually they're like 75. They're like, oh my God, I've been doing this my whole life to become multi multimillionaire. And that's not what's fulfilling about life. So what I would love to know from you is what you today consider your one area of expertise. Well, mathematical expectancy applied to finance about how to build wealth. Um, So I have kind of a unique twist on how wealth building is done right. It worked for me. It works for my clients. So it's just, it's a different twist on the whole thing. What's one thing that we as entrepreneurs don't know about that expertise, that area that we probably should? You become an entrepreneur because you want to build wealth. You want to succeed. You want to create something, right? And we're all taught this traditional model. We're all taught, oh, you know, you're supposed to scrimp and save, not get your fancy coffee, you know, watch your expenses and then save what's left after taxes and funnel it over to your financial advisor who sticks it in mutual funds and stocks and bonds and investments and stuff, right? And so that's this traditional model. And if you have a whole lifetime to blow doing that, it'll work right? It's not completely broken. It's just not a very efficient model. But then you look at like yourself, John, or you look at Pat Flynn and you look at these guys who achieve financial independence in their 20s and their 30s. And if you tried to apply that model to them, it would be a laughable joke, yeah. right? I mean, did you, did, you, did you build your wealth by scrimping and saving and buying mutual funds? I created my wealth by just creating exceptional value for the multitudes. Yeah. Well, you did it through business entrepreneurship. Yeah. Right. And so there's three asset classes. There's business entrepreneurship, there's real estate, and there's paper assets. And it just happens that the traditional model is probably the slowest model, right? But it's the most commonly understood. And then you've got the other two asset classes as well. And so you can do any of the plans. They work. They just fit different lives and different characteristics. And so uh, I think that's an important thing for your listeners to understand as they pursue the entrepreneurial path, that they are essentially on the fastest path to wealth as an entrepreneur. It's exciting. It's a great path. It's filled with some potholes. And Todd, that's kind of what I want to talk about next, brother, because you do have quite the journey. I mean, again, financially independent, quote unquote, retired at 35. 
you know, just a lot of cool things, you know, you've done in your life and you've, you've had the ups and the downs as, as a lot of us have, but what would you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment today? Like what's the lowest of the low that you got as an entrepreneur? I made a mistake that so many people make. I, uh, when I sold the hedge fund, I did the right thing, which was then I went off and traveled the world, right? I married my current wife, um, my only wife. Uh, she was my girlfriend at the time. And uh, we went off and put backpacks on. I'd always wanted to backpack around the world. And so we did. We traveled for about six months. And then I came back and made a stupid blunder. And this is something almost everybody makes. I took the rational next step. You know, the idea like, okay, I was in the hedge fund business. So then I got involved in a startup for a hedge fund fund of funds, thinking that was like the next step for me. I would do due diligence as a hedge fund fund of funds manager. And it was a complete disaster. My heart wasn't in it. It, is, it was not the right next step for me. The whole reason I sold that business was because I had gotten all I was going to get out of the hedge fund business for me personally. Uh, I have a high value on personal growth as part of my work. And I had learned what I was going to learn in that business. And so when I did that logical thing, I went back to where I was going to get paid the most. I went back to where my skills were most valued. Um, it's what everybody does when they, when they sell a business. Mm. Um, it was absolutely the wrong next step. And what kind of time frame was that? Like how long were you, quote unquote, stuck in that position after you got back in? Well, I fumbled around with a couple different versions of it for about a year, two years. Um, and it cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars in mistakes. Wow. And so what was that turning point? Like what finally just kind of broke you out of that mold? Uh, my lovely wife. I mean, she just looked at me and said, you know, pardon the slang, what the heck are you doing? Uh, you know, like this is obviously not where you want to go. You're miserable. Why don't you create what you want to create? And one day we were at a party and people were asking me all these questions about how did you do it? Because I mean, at the time you got to understand retiring at 35 is not that common. I'm sure you get these questions all the time. You know, you're off living in Puerto Rico and enjoying your life, whatever. And you, you get a lot of questions from people like, how do you do it? Right. But back in the nineties, when I did it, it was, you know, everybody wanted hot stock tips and people <laughs> weren't even asking the right questions. Right. They didn't even know the basics of how to approach this. And so I would just blow it off. It was just too much to answer. It was too much to try to dive into and so uh, one time my wife just took me to task and said, you know what, dude, you, you figured this stuff out. You know it cold. It worked for you. Why don't you help people with it? Why don't you do something with it? I mean, the way you look at this stuff is so different and nobody's teaching it. And so that's ultimately what started financialmentor.com. So you bumbled around for a couple of years, a couple hundred thousand dollars down the drain. What was that next step? Or was, worse. Or worse. <laughs> Let's be honest. Or worse. Uh, what was that next step? Was it financialmentor.com? Was that like the next thing that you did that you kind of were it, like, it okay, I'm feeling like this is it. Okay, so that's cool to know. My question about that is, like, what was that thing that you did on financialmentor.com? Like, was it an email message? Was it somebody reaching out to you? Or was it just you sitting down and writing something out and putting it out to the world? Like, what was it that allowed you to know that you were on the right track? The feedback from the audience to know that I was serving people, that people were hungry for a different message than the conventional wisdom. And yet it's based on research. It's based on math. It's provable. It's accurate. Um, they just wanted somebody to say something other than just please buy and hold these mutual funds and please shovel all your money to your financial advisor. They just wanted a different voice. And, you know, the feedback I get whenever I get a letter from somebody almost weekly, I would say right now, um, of people who write to me and tell me how I changed their lives and I've never heard of them. They're a free subscriber. They use nothing but my free content. 
So you created this incredible website, financialmentor.com, and like I'm actually on there right now, and it's Financial Freedom for Smart People. Now, what was the way you were able to grow an audience on here? I mean, obviously, creating great content is very important. Did you do anything that really kind of got the ball rolling and got that momentum to the next level? The podcast. Let's hear it. Let's talk about it. You know it's my favorite topic, Todd. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, John. You give me a layup. I'm going to take it, right? (laughs) I love Um, it. But it really was. The the podcast, see, I, I'd use the podcast very differently from how it's commonly taught. Like a lot of people, for instance, you built your business around your podcast. It was a traffic tool, but you were the first guy doing what you did, right? And so it really stood out. I use the podcast as a conversion tool. It's a high relationship tool. What I figured out, John, was my writing was always strong. It was scholarly. Um, it was accurate. It was scientific, but it didn't turn people on, right? They would read it and they'd go, this guy's clearly an authority, but it wasn't relatable. When I got on the podcast, like you can hear me now, I sound like a California surfer dude, right? And so when I got on the podcast and people could hear me talking about these topics in like common language, the, the response I got from people was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea you were like this. I totally want to work with you because I was suddenly relatable. And so that's what blew the bit. That's what blew the business wide open. I literally had to shut my coaching business down within about two months of starting the podcast. Because the response was so strong. And that's what it is, Fire Nation. I mean, when you can find something where you're relating to people, when they're able to hear your voice, see your face, you know, that's why, listen, I'm not just going to sit here and preach about podcasting because Snapchat, Instagram stories, Facebook Live, all of these things give you opportunities to be you, to be a real person. And, you know, like people are attracted to Todd for certain reasons because he has that, you know, laid back Cali surfer dude, you know, voice and kind of presence right there. And people are like, okay, this is a person that's not going to kill me with numbers. You know, he's not... You know, just going to give me some quant formula that I'm going to have to like go back and and type into Google and figure out what that means. Like, he's just going to talk to me. He's going to be real and he's going to break it down how it is. And Todd, you've had a lot of great ideas in your life. And and the podcast, by the way, definitely one of them. But what would you say is one of your aha moments that kind of took you to the next level? Like, tell us about that uncovering of that idea. Yeah, I'll never forget. I was was working in the hedge fund, right? And my work was to research mathematical risk management systems and investment systems. I was one of the early pioneers of computerized trading systems. And so I'm sitting here developing this stuff and I kept looking at the results, the equity charts, you know, those things that a brokerage firm gives you where the squiggly line goes from the bottom left to the top, right? (laughs) Of course. Right. Right. So I'm building these equity charts for all these different investment methodologies and I'm looking, I'm going, wow, the less wiggly it is, which is the mathematical definition of risk, it's standard deviation, right? So how it, the less it wiggles, the more I make. And I'm looking at that going, well, that's backwards of traditional economic theory, right? Uh, traditional finance tells you that the more you risk, the more you make. But in fact, that's wrong, okay? And I can prove it mathematically. I can show it. But I, I first stumbled into it backwards through research. I kept proving it over and over again in the models I was developing that risk and reward are actually inversely related. It's the opposite of what's taught. But you have to make a distinction. This is the breakthrough for me that opened up all the investment for me, was you have to make the distinction between product and process. So investment product is like the stock you buy or the sector you invest in or the sector fund, right, or the ETF. That's the product. The process is the methodology by which you govern those investment decisions. And so in the product world, 
in investment return and risk are reasonably related, just as commonly taught. But when you introduce investment process, something that's usually left out of the equation, now you can turn the whole thing upside down. And that was a complete breakthrough. Suddenly, I could make more by risking less. Fire Nation, is these breakthroughs that you're going to have, you got to jump on them. You know, you have to say, hey, let me finish this out. Like, let me kind of explore this route and maybe it leads to a dead end. But guess what? I'm probably going to learn something if it does. Or maybe it's going to be that breakthrough, that aha moment that's going to take me to the next level. And look where that aha moment has taken Todd to this day. Now, question for you, Todd, because, you know, here we are. We're talking on a podcast. You have a podcast. It's a great podcast, by the way. Some people like Jamie Masters have been on Fire Nation, who you're very familiar with. Um, what I would love to know is what you're most excited about today. Putting Todd in a box. I, you know, I resisted it for a long time, John, because my background was coaching. The whole reason I built Financial Mentor was to see if I could help ordinary people achieve extraordinary financial results, right? So I started coaching one-on-one because it's not insulated like the speaker circuit. I mean, I could go out and write a book, right? And then go on the speaker circuit and everybody can applaud you. And it's this nice sterile business model that's pretty well proven, right? Whereas coaching, you're in the trenches every week with your client, week in and week out. And basically, if your stuff doesn't work, you know it quick, right? And so I was in the trenches with my coaching clients for, what, almost 18 years now, And I built out these models and they worked. And then I was like so worried. I was like, I can't translate that into product. And it turns out I've got the first one available now public and it's, it's got 140 students in it right now between 140, 150 students. And it's better than my coaching. The response of the clients is just blowing me away. You you know, like kind of the industry secret, you'll get this one, John, the industry secret is like maybe eight to 12 percent completion rate for a course, right? Right. My course right now is running an 80% plus completion rate. It's unbelievable. Like that's why, I mean, hopefully you can hear the excitement in my voice. Like I am just stunned (laughs) that it gets that kind of response because that was the fear that always held me back from creating the courses. I thought I can't replicate the coaching experience. There's too much of, you know, it was, it was all about Todd, right? It was like, oh, there's too much Todd in here. I get, I have so much interpretation, how I language, you know, I thought it was all about me, man. Once I got that course structured and got all the learning all structured carefully, Man, the students are just blowing my mind. Are you going to hate me if I create JLD in a box? (laughs) (laughs) Not at all, man. I love it, Todd. So Fire Nation, if you think Todd's dropping value bombs, wait for the lightning round, which is coming up after we thank our sponsors. Ready to create your next presentation or sales deck, but not sure what software to use to help you build it the right way? Enter SlideBean. SlideBean allows you to create stunning, professionally designed presentations in no time flat. We know from firsthand experience. If you head over to today's show notes, you'll find a before and after of our podcast masterclass presentation. The after is built by using SlideBean. SlideBean has a bunch of great features, including being able to act quickly and easily to collaborate with your team in real time. So no matter how many team members are working on the same presentation, everyone is on the same page. And once you're ready to share your presentation, just grab your private URL. No need to worry about downloading and sending large files via email. Best of all, you can create a free account and start designing your presentation today at slidebean.com slash fire. Once you're ready to unlock your presentation, use offer code fire to save 10% off your first purchase. That's slidebean.com slash fire. Slidebean, presentations made simple. 
You know what's really frustrating? It can sometimes be a little embarrassing. When you spend a lot of time in bandwidth creating something you're sure is going to work and then it bombs. Kind of like when you create a Facebook ad for a client or for your own business and the money goes out, but nothing comes back in. Losing money, no matter whose it is, is no fun. And when you're working with clients, losing their trust is definitely not something you want to do. So why struggle trying to figure it out on your own when you can just copy Billy Jean? My friend Billy Jean is hosting a free training where he's going to select a random attendee and then build an entire Facebook advertising campaign from scratch the ad copy, the landing pages, and everything in between. He's also going to show you the same process he's used working with some of the world's largest franchises to get ROI. Claim your spot today at INeedThisTraining.com. That's INeedThisTraining.com. Todd, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I've been an entrepreneur since I was a kid, right? And so I've always been an entrepreneur. As a matter of fact, I'm decidedly unemployable. Mm. Um, I, I held a job for six months and got fired um, right out of college. So um, I will say this, what held me back from financial mentoring from building that was fear. Um, fear of criticism publicly because my views were unconventional, even though they're proven and, and all that, they, they're not the standard financial norm. And so I had fears about public criticism, which I've since gotten over now. What I've learned is, you know, 95% of people are really good and there's, you know, three to 5% of trolls and you just can't play to the lowest common denominator. And the fact is, Fire Nation, if you don't have some trolls, then uh, you're just not being prolific enough. So get out there, get your message out there. (laughs) Three to 5% of people are always going to hate you, you know, love it. Because guess what? Then you know you're getting your message out to the world. Oh, you know, hold on. I got to give you a great quote. There's a great quote from Andy Warhol. I'm going to butcher it, but it's something like, don't measure your criticism. No, don't worry about the criticism they write on you. Just measure it in column inches. Right? Because the days of newspapers where it was column inches, right? I love it. What's the best advice you've ever received? Judge by results. Often harsh, always fair. You know, everybody likes to talk a good game. Everybody likes to come up with their big dreams. Everybody wants to run around and talk about starting their business, right? Fire Nation. Everybody wants to start their business, be the next budding entrepreneur. Judge by results. Often harsh, always fair. Your results tell you what you're truly committed to. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? exercise every morning. I'm sorry, every other morning. My wife and I alternate, right? So like one one morning I get the kids up and off to school and then she gets her exercise that morning and then the next morning I get the exercise and she gets the kids up and off to school. And on the weekends we actually run together. It's Ooh. hard to believe. And is that what you do during your every other day is runs? Generally now just because it's a quick hit and I've got a lot going on with building out the courses. So, you know, I mean, I love I love long distance cycling, things like that you know, backpacking, hiking, but, um, they take a lot more time. And right now I'm really focused on getting Todd in a box. Yeah. I was talking to Andrew Warner, uh, just the other day and he was talking about how he actually takes his road bike and he puts it in his room and he has this like, I think I can't remember the name of the app, but basically he's live racing against other people on his road bike. Like, and he does it so late at night that he's actually going against people in Australia because that's the only people that are up right there. But Pretty cool stuff that you can do from your own room and, you know, just knock out a good 30, 45 minutes and there you are. Yeah, I might do that for this winter. I'm actually playing with that idea, getting one of those trainers with the visuals and stuff. Todd, what's an internet resource you could recommend? 
Uh, Drip for email marketing. Um, it's kind of unknown at this time. It's becoming more known, but it has amazing marketing automation and funnel creation capability built into it. Uh, it's both, you know, evergreen funnels, all kinds of things you can create with it. And it's priced about the same as most of the competitors that offer far less features, you know? So if you're into marketing automation for your, for your site, uh, you have product services and you want to build automated funnels, uh, drips a great way to go. If you could recommend one book, what would it be and why? War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. It's called The War of Art, not to be confused with Art of War by, what is it, Lao Tzu or whatever, Sun Tzu. Um, And what it's about, it's about resistance, which every entrepreneur is going to face in in droves. And, you know, it's just the problem when you try to move your life forward is resistance with a capital R, which is to kind of deify it. We're hardwired to get in the way and it's so diabolical how it works. And so you just have to become familiar with it because it's going to happen to you. I mean, I coach on it. I work with clients on it and I face it every day. And so you have to learn how to deal with resistance to move your game forward at all times. So it's critical to the entrepreneur. I just have to give a word of warning, Fire Nation. Once you start reading Stephen Pressfield, there's no stopping. Like literally I read I think it was War of Art. And then I, I just went on to all the other fiction, uh, nonfiction books. And I was like, I, I just got to keep reading Stephen Pressfield. So I went on to all of his fiction work, which is amazing. Like if anybody's- Yeah, Legend of Bagger Vance. Oh, so good. And um, 300, you know, the movie was based off of The Gates of Fire. And um, the Afghanistan campaign was unbelievable. I mean, he just has such great work. So all of that stuff. Yeah. And his nonfiction stuff around that, like turning pro is real good. You know, they're all similar. Do the work. He's got do the work. Yeah, yeah. totally. So th- there's like three or four, if you really get into the resistance thing, it's a huge issue for every entrepreneur. So every entrepreneur, the one I laugh about is when I'm actually sitting down to write my book. Um, he talks about how, when you're writing your book, you'll, you'll see your tennis shoe in the corner of your room that has a little red, red mark on it. And you'll just half to get that red mark off before you write another word. You know, like the, the, the games that we play in our heads when we're trying to do the work, it's crazy. Oh, uh, it's amazing. And everybody does it. You, me, everybody, everybody. does it. It's, well, we're human beings. Yeah, it's in our DNA, man. Yeah, that's how we're hardwired. Talis, and today on fire, my man, with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say bye-bye. You know, embrace the adventure. Entrepreneurism is about living a life of adventure. The reason you build a business is because it's an adventurous path. The reason you become wealthy is because you want to live life's adventure, not just be bound by, you know, trying to make money and trading all your life away for making a buck and getting by. So embrace the adventure and go for it. You know, don't don't wait. Um, you know, I speak from experience. I'm now 56. I retired at 35. Uh, it goes fast. So don't don't screw off. Um and so for free resources, uh, if you go to financialminner.com, I give away a free course called 52 Weeks to Financial Freedom. I also give away a free book called 18 Essential Lessons of a Self-Made Millionaire. And no, you won't get rich in a year or, you know, because of 52 Weeks to Financial Freedom. But what it does is it outlines the entire structure that everybody follows to become financially independent. And I didn't create it. My clients taught it to me. All my clients come to me over 18 years. They showed me what that path is by them walking it, by me walking it. And all I did was archetype it. I just turned it into a structured pattern. And you can get all that for free over at financialmentor.com. 
Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with TT and JLD today, so keep up the heat. Head over to eofire.com, type Todd in the search bar. His show notes page is going to pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. They're even a little bit better than Todd's I checked. Timestamps, <laughs> links galore, and of course, head directly over to financialmentor.com. Todd has a lot a lot of great stuff there, and especially the interview with Jamie Masters was awesome on his podcast, so check that out. And Todd, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, John. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Todd today. And you can create your dream life one step at a time with my book, How to Finally Win. Visit howtofinallywin.com and you can learn how to create that dream life. What? One step, you said? Yeah, at a time. Cool. I'll catch you there or I will catch you on the flippity flip side. My friend Billy Jean is hosting a free training where he's going to build an entire Facebook advertising campaign from scratch. The ad copy, the landing pages, and everything in between. Why struggle trying to figure out Facebook ads on your own when you can just copy Billy Jean? Claim your spot today at INeedThisTraining.com. That's INeedThisTraining.com. <laughs>